Hey, welcome to the Money Morning Podcast. Today, I've got Murray Goes on again, who is a veteran trader with 30 years experience. He runs the services Australian Small Cap Investigator and Pivot Trader. He also does the closing bell videos on YouTube. I think the chat I have with Murray today is really so good because we're talking about the Australian economy in a longer term time frame, that two to five year window. After the Afterpay Square deal, a lot of tongues are wagging about what is going to happen in the Australian economy. And interestingly enough, me and Murray think there's some huge disruption on the cards. So if you've ever been interested in ASX small caps, this is definitely worth your time. Here's my conversation with Murray. Hey, Murray, how are you going? Good, Lux. How you doing? Yeah, good, really man. good, really good. You know, I mean, it's a bit dull sometimes, but, you know, the market is very exciting right now. So, Murray, you're a trader with 30 years experience under your belt. We've talked before. So I'm going to ask a super technical question for you straight off the bat. Uh, if you're watching or listening, pay attention. Murray's got a lot to say here. So here's the context. In a recent article, I shared a chart of the performance of the ASX 200 or XJO matched up against the ASX Emerging Companies Index or XEC in a six month window. I use XEC as a bit of a proxy for speculative sentiment and it showed what small cap focused people like you and I know about the market over the last six months, which is that uh, small caps have lagged the big banks in the ASX 200. So I was just wondering, given that the XEC's closed the distance in terms of performance to the XJO, uh, are small caps back on you on the menu? What's what's going on here, Murray? Yeah, look, I mean, it's been a really bifurcated market. There's no doubt about that. Um, the, Sorry, the Murray, bifurcated, just just in case no one has oh, the vocab. Well, well, it, there, there's it's almost like there's two markets going on. Uh, yeah. it, there's You've got the, the large caps have been holding the XJO up near the all-time highs. And um, as we've discussed many times with people, uh, you look across the board in the small caps and there was just lots of sideways to down motion. And that's still going on in a lot of, in a lot of sectors. Um, so you, uh, for me, that's mostly profit taking. I think we've had a massive run for a year after the COVID crash. And I think when you've had a huge run, especially in those small caps, um, when the bigger players step in and say, right, I'm up a few hundred percent or whatever, uh, when those big players come in and decide they're going to offload some stock, uh, they will just sit on it. They have to take uh, a month or a couple of months to, to slowly lower their position um, yep. because you don't have as much liquidity in the small cap space as you do in the large caps. So the, yep. the, when the large shareholders are stepping in to do things, it can seem weird that you've got you know the, the, the um, US markets flying, you've got the XJO, all the banks are going up, so the, the all ordinaries is on the all-time highs. Everything looks fabulous, and you've got all of these smaller cap companies all treading water or going down. Um, so everyone's sort of scratching their heads, going, "What what's going on here?" Um, so so for me, you know, that's what I think it is. But let's face it: do do we really know? Just because we're in the financial markets, do you know why everything is happening from day to day? And everyone comes up with their theories on on why they think uh, the cause and effect of everything that's going on. But let's face it, often we don't really know. And I've read articles when people are describing how the markets have moved and the best analysts on Wall Street are, are talking about why something's happened. And there's 10, 15 different theories on why the bonds yeah. are, are rallying or why this is selling off or whatever. So I think uh, as an investor, 
it's all well and good to have all these theories about what's going on. Um, but for me, I, I'm zeroing in on actual companies and what they're doing. And I, I don't have too much of a worry about this big picture stuff that much. I'd rather zero in on interesting companies and what they're doing and, and, and worry about their specific um, industry that they're in and, and, and their future and what's happening rather than uh, the general what's going on in the market, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people try and create that narrative or explain something after something's happened, and it might not actually match up to reality. So I think you mentioned what's going on in the US is it's pushing to all time highs, which is making the bears say one thing, it's making the bulls say another thing. And that's sort of the short term time frame. But do you think when you look at ASX small caps, that there's a sort of disruptive structural shift going on? Uh, is that oh. on the cards in the next two to five years? Well, I mean, God, yeah. I mean, I, I think the small cap space at the moment, really, it's a really exciting uh, area to be looking into. Um, all you've got to look at is, is that as technology just marches forward at the rate that it's going at, these smaller cap companies, the barriers to entry to all of these different industries, they're, they're crumbling. And, and small cap companies can run rings around these uh, big companies. I mean, if we look at the, the banks, you know, the fintech sector really is just starting. It's in its infancy. And I think uh, consumers are starting to pick up on the fact that they don't have to just deal with the big four banks and that they're getting better service and quicker service and good, good rates. And, you know, they're actually finding these other companies are fantastic. So that, you know, the, and that, consumer behavior for that to change it takes a long time and it's really starting to happen so you're you're really seeing these amazing huge opportunities opening up that just weren't there they didn't exist yep. 10 years ago and and you look across all sectors um, biotech in australia is fabulous it's really exciting cancer research and what's happening medtech. at the moment it, it, medtech is just so exciting and, and australia is at the forefront worldwide yep. We're well respected, and we've got a lot of fantastic companies that are doing really interesting research. Um, you look uh, really; it, it is just across the board, every industry you can name, uh, especially with digitization of, of the effect that it's happening. Um, that these companies can step in without the, the sort of legacy cost structures of these large organisations, come in with efficient tech, uh, really hungry, uh, grow these businesses from very little, um, get a, get a bit of a, a foothold and grow really rapidly. And, uh, you know, this is uh, sort of this era of, of what's happening right now um, that really wasn't around um, 10, 20 years ago. It's, it's all happening yeah. at, a, at a rapid pace it's been, with climate change. You know, the, the, this is killing industries and creating whole new industries that, that are going to grow like the clappers for the next decade. Yeah. And the businesses that jump on that gravy train and manage to succeed, I mean, they've got massive tailwinds. You've got the ESG, you know, environmental yep. social governance. That's all really getting to a tipping point. It's been coming for five years, five, 10 years, but now's the point when it really is tipping and where, yep. where you've got government really making the rules, trying to push forward those ESG ideas and consumers are actually changing their behavior, which, you know, in the past, it's been a lot of talk, but now people are saying, okay, do I want to buy this thing that I think yeah. might be hurting the environment? No, I'll actually buy this other thing that's going to be really helpful. And so, you know, there's, there's just a lot of shifts happening at the moment 
across many industries that is either being forced through by governments, pushing industries and subsidising, um, but also, you know, climate change being this huge factor in the background that's, you know, yeah. going to change the whole um, car industry, uh, which is a, a massive theme, of course, that everyone's sort of jumping onto in different ways, whether through battery tech or whatever, whatever yeah. uh, you, way you want to look at it. So, you know, this is all this sort of melding of all of these things happening now that's leading to these little explosive firecrackers that are out there in the market where you can look at the industry they're going into, you can look at what they're doing and say, well, th this business could be absolutely many multiples of where they're at now yeah. if they get going. Is, is what you're trying to say is you basically don't need to be long CBA and BHP every day, you know? Um, there's a there's so many megatrends out there and it's sort of top down and bottom up at the same time. You got the governments, you got the consumers, you got the share market actually making decisions as to reflect those shifts in consumer sentiment. So it's it's a very exciting time for small caps. And I mean, I will get to the fact that the publication you work for tipped Afterpay very early. Um, but going back to that sort of structural shift, Afterpay Square, I, I talked about it uh, recently with uh, a particular fintech CEO. It, is, is this the new model? I mean, in, in Australia, you've got a very highly educated workforce. I was looking at some RBA data about the kind of tasks that people are doing in the workforce these days in Australia. The pandemic might have just accelerated Australia's push to being a, a sort of tech hotbed of sorts. You know, there are a lot of factors out there basically pointing to the fact that disruptive small companies in Australia could be very well positioned. Um, and and again, you, you can look at BHP, you can look at CBA till the cows come home. You're never going to beat the analysts on that. There are too many people yeah. studying those companies every day. Maybe maybe the, the broad theme is here as an investor, you do a bit of your own digging in the small cap space and you may, I mean, there are, there is a lot of risk in small caps and that's where your sort of technical nows comes in. But basically what we're saying here is that Australia is very well positioned for a small cap run, um, not just in the shorter time frame, but in the two to five year range. Is it, do you think that's fair? Absolutely. You, you, you go and have a look at the chart of the, the uh, all ordinaries and the, the uh, small cap, the, the XSO, which is the small ordinaries. Really, it's trod water for a decade. And if you look at a chart of you know, 50, 100 years of uh, the stock market, go and look at the Dow or S&P, which gives you that 100 years of data. And what you usually get is sort of a period of a decade to, to maybe two, uh, at way on the outside of, of an industry or, or markets treading water for a long time. And then they take off again to the upside. So if you, you go and have a look at, at any really long-term charts and you see this is how markets behave, You've just uh, they, they've had a consolidation period for a long time and then they'll break out to the upside and then you get the you know a decade of, of rallying. And, and it really sort of feels like that in the, the small cap space that it's, it's been a sort of a lost decade since really 07. And uh, they've really pretty much trod water if you go and have a look at the charts and they've just had the smashing during the um, uh, COVID crash and turned around and absolutely took off like a rocket. 
And yep. just look at that all orders. It, it's the small orders is well above where it was um, at the height prior to the COVID crash. Now the all ordinaries, the, the ASX 200, that's trading around that high. So the, yep. the small orders has actually way outperformed the, uh, the, all, the ASX 200 um, over this past year. And yes, they've been treading water for the last six months after this massive rally, but the, the trend is still well and truly up. And, yeah. and uh, so for me, and also it's really zeroing in on specific sectors and, and the things that are uh, based on having, you know, 10, 20, 30% growth in the industry over the next decade. So you, you're finding these areas where, where there's massive change and, and big things afoot. And then you're zeroing in on the sector on those companies that are that are doing things there and, and find the, the management team that's doing great stuff, you know, where their interests are aligned with shareholders. Uh, you, you, you're looking for those little firecrackers within those industries that you know are going to be flying for the next decade and, and sort of setting yourself up. And really, you know, you're not putting your house on it. Um, everyone, yeah. everyone in their super is massively exposed to the banks and the BHPs of the world anyway. So, so you, you, you probably are really long the ASX 200 anyway in the large caps. So, yeah. so allocating a small percentage of your portfolio to that uh, small cap higher, higher risk end, but you're really shooting for some pretty uh, amazing returns. And where else can you, can you find returns like that? unless you're obviously long to the hill in property, which uh, most yeah. of us are anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it is a, an area of the market that a lot of people are a bit scared of, but, um, uh, you know, they see that the big returns on the afterpay and they do kick themselves yeah. and, and wish they'd, they'd been long them. But, but you, so you've got to take on the risk of small caps, but manage your risk really effectively so that you're there at the table when, when one of these things really takes off. Well, that was pretty much what I was going to ask you next, Murray, is you've painted a very compelling picture for the overall small cap environment in the long term with all those structural things happening in Australia. It might even be contrarian to say you like small caps these days, but I don't pay attention to what the, the mainstream narrative is about what's on or what's not. Um, so I guess my final question is, What's your message to investors in this environment, particularly those interested in small caps over a longer time frame, say two to five years? Well, I mean, it's an interesting market environment when you've got the uh, US markets really in a melt-up phase. So, you know, you do have to be wary of the fact that we're in this melt-up phase in the US. The Fed at some point, um, who knows when, will realise that uh, they're the cause of the melt-up phase. And uh, look, there's also the, the huge uh, investment, infrastructure investment coming from the US as well. So this may still have a long way to run. And the melt-up melt phase, they can often go much further than you ever imagined. I remember in 98, 99, looking at the uh, NASDAQ taking off and thinking, wow, that's way overbought now. And then it went vertical for another year, two years of just going up every day. So it can really surprise to the upside. So that might be um, in our future, but also the, the risk that uh, the Fed steps in and tries to take away the punch bowl prior. Yeah. You know, there's going to be volatility based on uh, those factors because the market is in this melt-up phase. We, we have to know what how the Fed will handle that. And if they handle it badly, it could cause 
a big drawdown. But ultimately, that's going to create an opportunity, uh, especially in that small cap space. So, so in the big picture, you've got to understand there will be volatility ahead, but it's all about how you manage that risk. And, and that's one of the major things I do is, is to understand I don't know the future. Yep. Therefore, I'm, I'm trying to jump on the front foot as far as managing risk. So I'm taking some part profit and making sure that my outcomes are I'm either going to break even or make money. So I'm constantly trying to create these little seeds planted out in the market. And, yep. and I want to be fully exposed to downside for as short a period as possible so that at least I get that initial move, take some money, and then, okay, now I've got a, a, a free option, a free call option, which is that you break yep. even or make money. So, so that is really accepting that I don't know the future, that there is volatility in that space. So how you manage yourself and how you manage the risk, that really is up to you and how you behave in that environment. And therefore, you can change the whole risk characteristics rather than just being exposed to, you know, the, the absolute volatility yes. and, and being elated when it's up 20% and then despairing when it's getting smashed. You're acting in a way that's managing that risk effectively. And then, and then you can really, the volatility can be helpful uh, rather than something that's freaking you out. Well, I think that risk uh, management ethos uh, flows through quite nicely to your publication, Australian Small Cap Investigator. I'd really encourage everyone who just uh, checked out this conversation to have a look into that. And Murray, I, I really appreciate your time today. We could we could talk for hours about yes, money do. supply and and the Fed and and the potential for a correction. But at the end of the day, I think the message here is that two to five year time frame, uh, there are a lot of dinosaurs out there in the market soaking up the capital. And if you're smart about it, you can you can potentially latch on to another afterpay. And that's that's super exciting message for investors out there. And uh, and I really thank you for your time today, Murray. Absolutely, Lockie. Great chatting with you. Hopefully next time it's in person over a beer. That would be so good, Murray. That would be good. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> One day it'll yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day. Anyway, so great right. to talk to you, Muzz, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, no doubt. See you, mate. See you, Muzz. Hey, that was a great chat I just had with Murray Dawes. He runs the Australian Small Cap Investigator Service, Pivot Trader. He also does the ASX Closing Bell videos on YouTube. Definitely check those out. I think it was a really great chat about Australia's economy, all the disruption that is happening, and the opportunity out there for investors. By all means, like, subscribe, get in touch, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you.